I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, and welcome to our podcast today. I'm Amy. And I'm Kirsty. And today we're tackling a really interesting topic. You would have seen what topic it was because you clicked on the button on your phone or your computer or wherever you listen to it. But we are talking about fatigue. Yes, we are. What do we mean by fatigue, Amy? We're talking not just I had a late night and I'm tired. We're talking more than tired and really even possibly more than exhausted. We're talking about something that's chronic. Mm. So fatigue, I'm not a doctor. So I don't actually know. And I didn't do any, like, research. But I feel like fatigue, from a personal experience, is more about the chronic nature of it rather than the intensity of it necessarily. Because I've had nights where, like, you're up all night with a kid in hospital or whatever and you're exhausted. But that's really different to a whole body fatigue that lasts and lasts and lasts and lasts and lasts. Yeah, so we originally were thinking about talking just about chronic illnesses and chronic diseases but then we realized actually fatigue encapsulates part aspects of chronic illnesses Mm. and it broadens the topic out to be people who don't necessarily identify as having MS or acquired brain injuries or chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia I can never say that word properly or arthritis or Crohn's or motor neuron lupus or depression or post or prenatal depression. Because mm, all of those things, we could almost do an episode in and of themselves, mm. but the part of those conditions that most affect your ability to declutter and organise and stay organised is actually the, the chronic fatigue side of it. Yes. So unfortunately I have great depth of experience Yes. In this. It was so funny when we were talking about what episodes to do and um, how did it come about? I said I really want to do an episode on chronic disease and I was saying should we make it more of um, an interview style thing or should we have someone come on that knows what it's like to live with chronic disease and do decluttering, like how should we? Yeah, should we get a client in? And I was like, Amy, you do remember that you have a chronic disease, don't you? She's like, oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. Which is my daily lived experience with Amy that she often forgets that she has a chronic fatigue. Yeah, which also affects your memory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what they all say. You just use that as an excuse. (laughs) So my history, let me just quickly give my history, is um, in 2015 I contracted glandular fever 
and was bedridden for five months. So I got it really badly, like was in an ad hospital. It was, I was very ill. ill. Um, and then that developed into chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and a whole lot of other things. But the crippling part of all of that is not the pain. It's not the brain fog. It's not the decision fatigue. It's the fatigue. It's the whole body, my brain, my mouth, my arms, my legs, my spleen, my heart, everything is tired mm. all the time. And that's what the chronic part is, is I just live with it now. And I've had to do lots of changes to manage it. But for someone who, so Kirstie and I are quite into the Enneagram and I'm a number eight. And the eight on the Enneagram is the, the number with the most energy, which is, I think, why I sometimes forget that other numbers don't have. That's right. And I had a, I and, had and a, you forget. a friend once say to me, who's no, not such a close friend anymore. Because of what she yeah, is about is, to say. You don't have chronic fatigue. Now you're just like everybody else. I was like, well, that's not what my endocrinologist says. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Out of rectum. Yeah, out of, out of rectum indeed just that misunderstanding of like, but I'm at about 50% capacity. Yes. So imagine me at full. <laughs> I know. And this is the part that blows my mind because I find you the most energizer bunny person when it, in a capacity to work. Mm, like Correct. Not in relational capacity. No, or, and you're yeah. not like... Um, bub- like so friends of mine have described me as Tigger. Yes. I'm like that bubbly yeah. jumper in your Very face. Very excitable. I'm not that. Get in your face. I'm ah, all up in your face excited. Yeah. You're not like that, but you have, you are, I can't even. It's a, it's about capacity, I think. Yeah. More and, than it's about energy. And that's Would why so many people, I can imagine that so many people cannot believe that you have chronic fatigue because you... I now only work a 50-hour week. Really? Uh, like it's prob- it probably is only 50. Okay. Yeah. No, it probably it is. It feels to me like it's 80. <laughs> and <laughs> and it feels what... to me like it's 80, but to be realistic, I think it's probably 50. Yeah, which is more... Which, well, that's correct. It's like, more than normal. Yeah, which is more than most people at their highest capacity. But I feel... So the fatigue is... It's limiting. It's um, it's entrapping. I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. Um, it just feels like a heavy blanket yes. of fatigue. Yes. Which is why I have a steady Diet Coke habit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so Amy really does know what it's like. Like even though I'm, you know, somewhat having a dig at her by going it doesn't seem like she has chronic fatigue because she's the most she's number eight on the Enneagram she has incredible capacity incredible amount of energy to do the things that light her up which is work it is not holding lots of emotional space for me (laughs) no she she holds an incredible amount it's tiring that's tiring you find it tiring um and but all that to say that she actually does have chronic fatigue and mm. she has lived experience with this and she does you know I will often ring her and she's all like hi I'm like what's up and she's like I'm just in bed listening to a podcast because mm-hmm. that's how you that's my down that's your downtime yeah 
Whereas for other people, our downtime is watching TV or actually going to sleep or like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks different and that's why, like all of these chronic illnesses and chronic fatigue just not chronic fatigue syndrome but chronic mm. fatigue is debilitating yeah and it is frustrating that's the word you just nailed it oh good yeah it's frustrating because you your spirit has more capacity mm. inside you your mind is still active you're even when you've got a brain fog you know that you used to have a capacity or that you want that capacity back and it's frustrating mm. and and like i said your spirit isn't fatigued in the same way it yeah, can definitely yeah. be fatigued yes. you can definitely be downhearted yeah. about the situation but that it's you different yourself in. it's not chronic no it's no exactly yeah so we're getting deep on this one already i feel like we're getting there so good yeah so we wanted to address how to declutter mm. because we know that your spirits are willing yeah like we know are, yeah we yeah. know that your heart is to care for your house and your home and your family and to and to be whatever that vision for 2020 that you have is like and that your spirit is willing but your body mm. is unable to at the same capacity as it used to or at the same capacity as your friends or family or our society tells you it should be yeah so we wanted to give you some tips and tricks and have amy's wisdom on all of that well, and through yours, her lived experience. Yeah, and yours as a lived experience of having your business partner in it and clients, like yeah. the number of clients that we see that have MS, like I I feel like I have professional organising for MS clients a lot of the time. Like mm. I, I'm not surprised when someone says, like I have chronic fatigue, da, 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 but I have MS. I'm like, oh, I'm your professional organiser then because I do MS people really well. <laughs> Like I find I, I empathise and I, I get it. Um, one of the things that I have changed since getting chronic fatigue as a professional organiser is I will always have a break with clients now halfway through a session. So we do two hours, then we have, it might only be five minutes, but it's enough to eat something, have something to drink, sit and just reflect on the last two hours. Where are we going with the next two? I never, ever, ever did that prior to having chronic fatigue. Um, and it's a strategy that my psych worked on me with. And I was like, I can't break. Like that's, I'm there to work. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting not, paid for every second. That's right. I I'm, do. I'm not being paid to eat a sandwich. And she's like, no, but part of that process for you and for your client is to have that little bit of space where you do re-energize. They need food and drink too, Amy. You've just been riding them and not letting them eat and drink at 12 o'clock. So it's actually about um, understanding and empathizing and just creating space in that five minutes. Yeah, and like we just had that conversation with, we, we physically just had the conversation with Carly when it appears in the podcast <laughs> is yet to be decided, but we did have that conversation about that we, as professional organisers, we come in and and um, um, give an example mm. of what life can look like. Yeah. So we... You know, we come in and teach people and and help them, and but we give them a lived example. So when we actually stop and rest and reflect, 
it's a great um, example. Yeah. We're coaches. To emulate. Yeah. We're not cleaners. No. And we're coaches that work like workhorses often. Like we're, we love serving you in that way. And there um, is a capacity to which we want to carry a lot of the physical burden while we're decluttering. So you can carry a lot of that mental decision making. Um, but And particularly for these clients, mm-hmm. for, for NDIS clients or people with chronic disease, um, that is why you pay for us to come in to be with you so that we can do the physical, mm. we can do the fatiguing aspect of it, yeah. which is often like decluttering can be mentally fatiguing as well for Absolutely. everybody, <laughs> for everybody, yeah. involved, like for yeah. anybody, regardless of your situation, because you're making, particularly with a professional organising, you're making hundreds of decisions hundreds. in a couple of hours. So it's it's quite common for us to leave our clients and them to have a nap or want to have a nap yeah. because it's it's exhausting and and it lifts a burden. Yeah, it's both. Yeah, um, but particularly with chronic disease and fatigue in in all its various forms, having somebody come alongside you who can actually do the physical decluttering because often with with these clients they sit on the couch or sit on a seat and just sit there, mm-hmm. and we hold up everything and we move That's everything, right. um, and you know we get our staff to move everything for them so that they're not actually they don't have to do a thing, they just have to make decisions. That's right, and I love that about having us and professional organisers come in and really tailor your session to you Hmm. is that sometimes we've got clients who have their sister there because they're like the more people the better and so everybody's working it's like a beehive of activity and other times you've got someone who does have low energy or I once worked with a client who had two dislocated hips she had to stay in bed the whole time and I reckon I saw her six times over a course of about eight weeks she was in bed the entire time like I would go and get her lunch for her and make a cup of tea for her and I would bring things into the bedroom in a container. I would hold them up. She'd make decisions. I'd go back out. I'd do it Yeah, because everybody's what, different. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've I love done that with, client, with cancer patients as well. Yeah. Right, because they are feeling overwhelmed in their home because they're the main caregiver and things have gone pear-shaped because of their cancer diagnosis. So they sit in bed and I hold up every item of clothing or every piece of paper or every anything that we're working on and they get to sit in bed because Great. that is our job to to serve you and yep. care for you like that's yeah that's I love our, it that's and the I joy also, of our job I also want to say in that if you are someone that has me come out you don't have to manage my chronic fatigue like you don't have to th- keep thinking oh, I wonder if Amy's got the – it's totally fine because I manage my life in a whole so that the client sessions that I do, I've got the energy. Um, so yes. I just want to take that burden. If any of you are particularly empathetic and you're thinking, oh, well, I wouldn't want someone with chronic fatigue to feel like they've got to deal with my stuff, no. that is my love language dealing with your stuff. <laughs> I love that. I do that out of pure joy. Um, it just means that I probably won't cook dinner that night because Cal would do it because we've – planned for that so I just just a sidebar no and that's I think that's really important to clarify that and to make that clear to everybody that you are indefatigable (laughs) 
try that. Well, say that again. I don't know how to say you that word. You just made up. An, you it's just not, didn't name it. I am not making up a word. Oh. It's a word. Say it again. Indefatigable. <laughs> I just can't say it. Indefatigable? It's like in... Anyway, whatever. Let's move on. No, I'm going to... Um... No, people are going to be yelling at their phones. Okay. All right. Everyone <laughs> else can do it because that's exactly what I was about to do. But that's all right. We'll just leave that. Someone put on the Facebook page, what, how do you pronounce that word? <laughs> so let's talk about... So now that we've kind of given... Um, the umbrella to what we want this episode to be about. We also want to say, if you've just had a really long weekend or you've got three kids under five, there's so much in this episode for you as well. So Mm -hmm. don't feel like just because you haven't got a diagnosis of a chronic illness, you've got to skip this one. There will be great tips for even if you've got decluttering fatigue, if you've been decluttering for six hours and you get to the end of it and you're exhausted, there'll be tips and tricks that you can take from this as well. Um, We're just coming at it from the perspective of a chronic fatigue uh perspective yeah said that twice. yeah and that's what like we we hope that every one of our episodes there's gold nuggets in there for everybody you know we've done back to school but you know and we know that a lot of our listeners don't have children or don't have children going starting school mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's something in there that you can take away that you can apply to your own home even if it's just listening to Kirsty's dulcet tones. Well, exactly. That's <laughs> what I was just, we were just having a conversation about people just listening just to be around friends. Yeah, I do that regularly. Yeah. I will listen to podcasts that I'm like, oh, I'm not really interested in this topic. Um, but I just like, I just feel with friends. I feel mm-hmm. in company. I feel known. I feel, yeah, I love it. Hey, yeah, I, I love I, it. I mean, I learn something from two peas in a podcast every week, but mm-hmm. I listen to them because I want to listen to my friends. That's right. They feel like my friends. Yeah. And so I want to hear what they've happened on a week. Mm -hmm. So how does having a chronic illness or disease or fatigue impact upon your ability to declutter and organise? Kess, what have you seen with our clients? Oh, in many ways they can start like so so many different, different dynamics to this, but I think a lot of times it is that they start you know, when you've got that burst of energy and mm-hmm. when you're feeling like, oh, actually, maybe I can do something today. And so you tackle a big project, like all your paperwork, and then it gets spread out all over the kitchen table and then stopped because you need to go and have a nap or you need to, you know, do the self-care to manage your disease or illness. And the paperwork stays on the kitchen table mm-hmm. for months. And the overwhelm is exponentially yes. more than if it was in a pile in the office waiting yes. for you to find 10 minutes to deal with two pieces. Yes, yes, yes. So um, often it is biting off more than they can do, particularly in, I find, in early diagnosis mm-hmm. or early joy of decluttering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, it, yeah. it, you know, when they, when they just start listening to this and they're excited and they're like, yeah, I'm going to give it a crack. Yeah, I like that. What about you? That's this one. Yeah, I think it um, the mental fatigue that comes with chronic fatigue is that you do get to the point where you look at something and you have no brainwaves moving. Yes. Like you would look at the kid's toy room. Like you might have, you might have mustered up a physical energy and you walk to the playroom and you just stand there and look at it and you think, well, you're not even thinking anything actually is how I sometimes I feel and and clients can feel in their own homes. Yes. But I don't get that when I go to other people's homes. Yes. And I don't think they would get it if they came to their friend's house. It's because you're kind of, 
you're part of the shades of grey and you almost need someone to just come in and and see with fresh eyes. And I think that can be really difficult when you've got fatigue because it takes so much to do. It takes so much effort to get out of bed. That's right. To let alone think about, well, where do I even start Mm. on this room that is overwhelming for most people? Yeah, let alone when you've got to count for other things. Let alone me when I am flooded with overwhelm yeah yeah physically and mentally and Mm. emotionally yeah I don't mean to make light of it but maybe I have chronic fatigue (laughs) I'm not meaning it no like because I'm like oh you are tired a lot (laughs) and I'm like oh I totally get that like I don't even know where to start Mm. like that overwhelming fatigue yeah and that over yeah 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 I didn't. I'm, I really didn't mean to make light of it. You're people. not making light yeah. of it. I, I, I do not feel that at all. Good. No, no. I care for you, and I don't want you to <laughs> not get the help that you need if someone does have chronic fatigue. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's so easy, particularly for extroverts, <laughs> to mask fatigue with, oh, I just stayed up too late. Oh, I just had too many events on the weekend. Oh, I just got up too early because I was excited. Oh, I just took on too much at work. And maybe there is something else going on. But anyway, we're not doctors. We're not going to diagnose you. We want to help you to have the tools that you (laughs) need. It doesn't help that I have been down here for a week and haven't gone to bed before 12 o'clock. So it probably is physical, normal fatigue. Normal fatigue. (laughs) Not chronic. (laughs) And it's holidays and you've got the kids around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But either way. Either way. Either way. What are some of the things that we can do differently or that people can do differently when they are then... Sometimes doing short bursts of things really helps if you've got fatigue because sometimes the fatigue can be worsened by a either no end finish line or a finish line that's really far away. Um, so sometimes I've got clients that I, I help that we say, if I was going into someone's home that was at full health, and if you're one of our clients, you'll know this, everything comes out of the kitchen cupboards and we go through it all. But if we're working with someone that's particularly affected by fatigue, it might be we're going to do this one draw, we'll pull it out, we'll go through it completely, then we'll put it in and then we'll say, what should we do next? Because it gives you those bite-sized pieces that gives you space and is that training and coaching like we've talked about so many times that we're showing you how to do this going forward. We're not doing it for you necessarily and we certainly can't do it for you forever unless you want to pay us to move in and we'll talk then about our that. our husbands <laughs> might have something to say about that. But it's about saying, okay, well, when I've got the organiser here, we really just tackled one little job that took 10 minutes. So when the organiser's not here, I-, I can do that. Whereas if we went in and said, all right, everything out of the cupboards, put it all on the benches, let's go through it all, you cannot replicate that. And so I think... Yeah, like we want to help you get the tools that you need. It's so much about coaching and training as well as physically doing the work with you Yeah, to give you the tools. Yeah. Why we want people to consider getting professional organisers in because you can get so much more achieved by having that body double mm. and by having that extra Talk pair. about that. What do you mean by a body double? Well, in this situation it is different to... Um, how so I, I put a I'm going to keep referencing it I put a post up in our community our Facebook community a couple of months ago um, about the concept of a body double 
that sometimes we just need somebody in the room holding us present, holding. It was actually in relation to ADHD. I was going to say that sounds like a lot of our ADHD clients. Yeah. Yeah, right, okay. Um, And I have found this with my virtual clients. Like they actually, you know, I'm not physically there with them, but I am physically, my voice is present and my face is present. I'm physically there with them. And they're like, how is it possible that I can get so much done when you aren't even here, but you're here? It's incredible. That I can't do by myself. And I'm like, it. Accountability. It's accountability and it is setting aside the time and making a, making it a priority. Whereas when you buy yourself, Facebook's a priority. When mm. you buy yourself, a cup of tea is a priority. When you buy yourself, hanging out the washing is a priority. Like even it's like having though a it's not. a personal trainer. Yeah. It, and so, but in this instance, I think the body double concept isn't so much, it, it is that physical body double. Mm. Like we actually embody your, yeah. you and who you were, who you hope to be in the future mm-hmm. or like who, who, you know, we are you. Mm. We can be the person that gets to declutter. Yeah. And we, but we you, can be your hands. Yeah, but you get to have the benefits of it. Yeah, that's because right. Because you get to live in your house. And so, as much as we want to train you and how to do the little things, and you know, this is what this podcast is about giving you some strategies on how to do those little bite sized chunks, having a professional, like saving up or using NDIS funding or whatever. However, and we're not saying it's for everybody because mm. it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, for those that it's for, it's really for. Yeah, it's really for because we can be your hands and feet. We can get stuff done mm. for you and it is our pleasure and honour to do that. Are you loving getting into decluttering in your home but feel like some of the things just aren't staying how they should or you're finding piles or recollecting around the house? Are you getting a bit frustrated that you're not seeing the success that you thought that you would? Well, Kirst and I are excited to let you know about our online decluttering course that teaches you not only how to get an organised and decluttered home, but really importantly, how to keep it that way. So we would love you to come and join our course community. We have an interactive and amazing Facebook group and all of the course is self-paced so you can jump online whenever you like and go through our six modules that will take you from being overwhelmed to an organising guru. So just visit outofdecluttering.com.au forward slash course and come and join us. We can't wait to have you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Some of the um, 
considerations that we take into thought and planning and practice when we are working with clients that have fatigue is what type of the, what time of the day is best for you. Mm. So both of us almost entirely work within school hours. We'll break those rules if possible for if some I had someone uh, a week ago who's like, I really don't function well before 12. I find it really hard in the mornings and then I kind of, then I get my, my feet. I'm like, great, let's start at one. So we did one till five. Yeah. Um, and I have the flexibility to do that. And sometimes you have the flexibility to do that. Hmm. I've got um, clients that find it really difficult to work in heat. So we will postpone a session if it's going to be 35 degrees in Melbourne because physically they just find that exhausting and they need to pretty much lie in front of an air conditioner or be in a cool bath on a hot day because their fatigue is triggered by that. So it, it is... It's so unique and that's what makes our job interesting. No two homes, no two people are the same. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. And it's 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 good soul work getting to work with people that need us a lot. It's really nice. Yeah. And like that's you know, Amy and I love working with clients and we're so thankful for the privilege and honor it is going into anybody's home. Yeah. Like and we just think that we are um We've got the best job in the world totally and how, uh, what an honour, what a real honour it mm. is to be invited into sacred spaces. Mm. Whether you're in bed with two broken hips or whether you're Melbourne's most functional, amazing, high-paid lawyer, we're there to give you a unique service and we love it. Mm -hmm. But what we also want to do in this episode is give you some tips and tricks. If you're wanting to um, tackle your home, tackle an area and you do have fatigue, we're going to give you some tips and tricks that you can put into practice on your own or maybe, as we will get into, bring some mm. others alongside you. So we have a two-minute rule. We've Tell us about that. about this loads. But if it takes less than two minutes, just do it now. <laughs> so open the mail, you know, and it doesn't need to be, you know, often we talk about opening the mail straight away, but that doesn't need to be the case. You can just open the mail like when you've got, capacity go oh I'll go to the mail pile and just open one mm. just open one if you are feeling really fatigued the idea of setting aside a whole two minutes might be too much so mm. use the concept yes just set aside 15 seconds and do what you can in 15 seconds and just make it really small mm -hmm. like don't go oh how many envelopes can I open in 15 seconds it's <laughs> no. like no just dealing with one envelope I'm getting one envelope ahead of where I would have yeah. been if I had mm. and the concept of pacing which is something that um, I've worked heaps with my psychologist on um, so she works a lot with people who have chronic disease and a lot with people who are the classic a type so the high energy so, who, I don't I don't know anyone you don't identify like that no. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's been really helpful is because my personality is you just go and suck it up princess and that's not necessarily the right way. Sometimes I just need to do that. But sometimes yes. you, you Everybody can... needs to do that sometimes. Yeah, the and pacing. Often with your type of personality, you need to have grace for yourself when you just can't yep. suck it up. Yeah. And if, if you can do 15 two-minute jobs throughout the day, you've just spent half an hour being productive. Mm. So just little, little 
bite-sized pieces, which also brings us to the episode that we want to, the throwback episode that we want to <laughs> give you, which is micro decluttering, episode hmm. 86. So that's a great okay. episode if you want to go back and look at that one. Yeah, so, and the concept of that was it was a bingo game and it we you can just use it to do a two-minute declutter of any space, but um, you can find a bingo sheet where it has lots of um, images and you can use those images as a creative launch pad for things. So um, it is about really concentrating on the micro rather than getting all the paperwork out or doing the whole kitchen or doing the whole bathroom. So another concept is, Amy? The power of 15 minutes. Mm. Talk to us about that. No, you go. Oh, okay. All right, I will because I love this concept. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The power of 15 minutes is using a substantial amount of time really intentionally. So 15 minutes is a really long time, as I say, if you have to hold your breath, (laughs) if you have to stand on one leg. Like it is quite a decent chunk of time if it's used intentionally. So that might mean that you use it and you go, do you know what, once a week I need to spend 15 minutes getting everything off the floor of my bedroom. Once a week I need to spend 15 minutes taking all the rubbish out of the car. And so you set up these habits that are really going to make a big difference and it's a lot of bang for your buck in 15 minutes. And if you've got fatigue, you might need to set the timer at 15 minutes and say, I will not go past because I know that that'll have the flow on effect later on. Um, And it's often called payback. If you've got chronic fatigue or something like that, we call it payback. So I go to Pilates, I get payback where I pretty much have to sleep for an hour after Pilates. So if you do 15 minutes and you find you get a massive payback, maybe you need to make a 10, but do it at an amount that is really intentional and do it consistently, and that can make a really big difference. 15 minutes isn't a lot of time to set aside. It's pretty easy to lose 15 minutes on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere, but 15 minutes is a really long time if you are intentional with how you use it. Yeah, and that is the, re- that is the key, isn't it, is that being intentional and, and it's not having your phone with you when you're doing it or not getting distracted by whatever distracts you. It's like going, no, I will do this, and... As Amy says, if it's only for five minutes, it's only for five minutes, but you're being intentional. Mm -hmm. And that's what, like, I just wanted to encourage everybody that it is really um, to flip the switch instead of thinking of I only got 15 minutes done or I only got two minutes done, being really um, positive in that, hey, I got two minutes done. That's so much better than if I'd stayed in bed or stayed on the couch or did nothing. Mm -hmm. Like it is really um, seeing it in a positive light Mm -hmm. and encouraging yourself and giving grace to yourself that that's two minutes more than I did yesterday. And there will be seasons if you have a chronic fatigue um, disease, like we mentioned before, MS and lupus and so many different things, where all you can manage is a shower or you can't even. Yeah. Like in my five months when I was bedridden, I could not shower every day. Yeah. That was so much energy. I would sleep for that next 18 hours. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, as always, as Kess would say, grace, grace. <laughs> Tell us, Kess, about some um, ideas on how to get people on board to help so that we're not carrying the fatigue and the mental load all in one. Yeah. We talked a lot about this in episode 120, um, responsibility. I shouldn't. 
the episode's called Responsibility. Um, and it is um, having conversations with your family members. Like you may be on this decluttering train. You may be super excited and be so frustrated that you can't actually because of whatever's going on, because of the, your chronic illness, you can't jump on this bandwagon with us. So share, share that with your, have conversations. My brother likes to say that no relationship ever died from too much conversations. <laughs> That's gold. You might kill me with too much conversations, yeah, people. I was going to say, I don't think he's met Simon and Amy. Yeah, That's right, like no, he my does. capacity for that is pretty low. <laughs> He has met both of you, but he mean, he means it from um, the communication side of things. Like you can't communicate enough yes. with somebody. So um, having those conversations with your family members, getting your kids on board or sharing with your partner um, that this is where, you, you know, this is your vision for 2020 mm. and this is where you would like to head, but well, I really need some help with it because of my yeah. <laughs> situation. And, you know, and obviously having grace and understanding for their situation as well, that they're care- often caring for you and taking on more responsibility as it is because of your chronic illness. Um, but having those conversations, just saying, hey, I can see that, the clutter in our house is getting to you and it, and you're seeing it more clearly now because of my condition, mm. you know, maybe what can, what would you like to do about yeah. that partner? What would you like to do about our children? Like, can we work together as a family or do we need to outsource? Yeah. Or do we need to let go of the expectations? Yes. <laughs> That's yes. also part of it. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, is this the season that we, yeah. You yeah. know, or, or is this a life that Give us we're some... okay with living in clutter? Yeah. Because that's yeah. fine too. Yep. Um, give us some ideas of how you could outsource. So obviously you can get a professional organiser. Yes. We've talked about that a lot. What are some other options that you could do? Uh, you could get meal planning done for you. You could get a cleaner in to help you clean. You could... You know, like we talked about in the episode with Lex, get mental health professionals on your team so that you can um, talk through whether decluttering is the right thing to you for you to be doing in this season or the right expectation you have mm-hmm. of your family in this in this season of your life because maybe it's not, mm. and that's okay. Yeah, we want we want this episode to be a real to give you permission. You don't yeah. need our permission. But sometimes it helps. To, it, it helps yeah. sometimes to know, oh, I've got permission to live the life how I want to. Yeah, and that's what we yeah. spoke about in the Vision 2020 episode mm-hmm. too, that this is your life, you get to choose it. And as much as you don't choose to have a chronic illness, like no. that's nobody's choice and nobody, we don't wish that upon anybody, how you live through that that chronic mm. illness and how how grace plays out in that chronic illness is definitely your choice. I love that. I love that. One of the things, Kirst, that I found particularly helpful and I have found particularly helpful when you can't predict what your energy is going to be, I think that sometimes is so frustrating for people. It's like you wake up and you don't know if it's a productive day or if it's a couch day. I find to-do lists a really great tool to manage that. So 
I've got a, a running to-do list. I'm still a paper and pen to-do list girl. Mm-hmm. I've just, I don't know, it just works for me. I've tried using all different types of apps. I just need the paper and pen. But I will put pretty much anything that comes to mind on that list. And then I don't have to carry the mental load of remembering yes. it. Yeah. And I feel like some of the burden goes. And then if everything's on the list at the end of each day, and I do it differently, different times, but usually I write a to-do list per day. And at the end of that day, if there's stuff on there that I didn't get done, that doesn't matter. It can either roll over or often it's like, oh, that's not actually that important. Cross it off. Hmm. But I haven't had to think about it. And so using a to-do list for me has been super, super helpful with managing fatigue. Yeah, and that's really helpful as well to share responsibility Mm -hmm. with other family members because it can just be a family to-do list. Right. So that, you know, particularly if you've got older children or adult children still living with you Mm. and on your to-do list was to do the shopping but you couldn't for whatever reason that day, they can hop on Coles or Woolies online and order the food. And pay for it. And (laughs) if they're adult children... Really pay for it. <laughs> if you're working out of home, if you, you go to work, you pay for those groceries. Our poor children, they're going to have such independent lives by about 14. <laughs> but um, even that family to-do list is really helpful, but it's also, like, as you said, to have grace for yourself like, and to really go, did that even need, like, I, mm, I needed mm. to get it out of my head. Yes. But did it even really need to go on a piece of paper? Yeah. Like, or did it need to go on the piece of paper just for just getting for it out of, of my head? Just for the effort of crossing it off. So that I can then reassess and yeah. go, actually, that's not important. Mm-hmm. And I don't even need to place that burden on my family members yeah. or, or carers coming in to mm-hmm. help us. Like, yeah. you know, that doesn't need to go on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love that idea of a to-do list but don't make it I just uh, my heart for you is to not make anything burdensome for yeah. you yeah so the act of writing it down should be freedom not burden yes yeah I like that yes Kess we work a lot we have not I don't think we've ever done an episode on NDIS have we we talked about autism we touched on NDIS then but we yeah. haven't we haven't done an actual spoken about yeah so NDIS. both of us work um We can provide services through your NDIS plan if you're self-managed or plan-managed. And that can look different for different people and it depends on your plan and what your objectives are. But if you are someone who wants some support, professional organisers more and more and more are being brought in as part of the support team for NDIS participants. Mm. So we can work under core support, we can work under life skills, we can... Capacity building. Capacity building. There's so many different areas that we can help with. Um, So I thought actually what might be helpful is for us to maybe just roll off half a dozen different types of clients that we've seen under the NDIS when it comes to fatigue, um, just to give, you know, some examples of, so people can go, oh, actually that's me and I have an NDIS plan for that and that's, I totally need these professional organising services and if you're an OT or you're someone who works to help people build their plans, think creatively about how a professional organiser in your area can actually really bring quick, amazing transformation to then be the foundation for the work going forward. Yes. So I have worked with um, people who have got physical disabilities um, and brain acquired brain injuries. Mm-hmm. I have worked with um, ADHD clients, which 
Diagnosed and undiagnosed, probably. Uh, uh, diagnosed and undiagnosed, yeah. but fatigue is a really big thing Huge. for ADHD because you're carrying so much in that precious head of yours. Mm-hmm. So um, they're quickly off the top of my head, that's what I can think of. Yep. I'll agree with more of yours as I come. Yeah, you'll come more, more or come to mind, I'm sure. Um, I've worked with clients that have Asperger's, so young adults that have Asperger's that are wanting to become independent in their parents' homes. So they're still living within their parents' home but are wanting to learn to cook. Mm-hmm. And so, but the kitchen is not organised for how that they can Their find what works. they need. Yeah. So, you know, doing a kitchen declutter, I've worked um, with clients that are nonverbal. So that can be exhausting for them trying to communicate all the time, like particularly when it's not with a family member. And I've loved doing that and just one of the most precious memories I have professional organising. As I said before, lots and lots and lots of clients with MS and chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and glandular fever, lots and lots. I even um, Jackie and I flew to Perth, not last year, the year before, to spend a whole week with an amazing client who had MS. And we really were there to yeah, physically and allow her to make the mental decisions mm. and um, I do love and lots of lots of clients whose children have they're somewhere on the um, autism spectrum so there's so many options I've worked with acquired brain injury um, clients so so many yeah and it's so varied yes and I think that as we said at the top fatigue you know we've been talking about chronic fatigue but mums and dads mm. across the world mm. have just normal fatigue yeah like my child's been sleeping in my bed for 12 years kind of fatigue yeah and that can make it really challenging to make decisions because you are your brain isn't at full capacity yeah. because you're fatigued so having somebody else in to ask questions is always can is always there you go I use that word again can often be very helpful my favorite brand of olives is the always brand sure that is that was really random I know but when you say I know. when you say you, always I you think I olives. want olives mm. yeah okay <laughs> anything else to add on that or can I read out a review you can read out a review. All right, I'm going to find this one. All right, here, I've got one. So this is Spark Bright Eyes from the USA. And I wanted to read this review for this episode because this client um, has autism. That's what she says in her review. So have a listen. I've had to um, abbreviate it because it was a very, very long review. Probably would have taken me six or seven minutes to read the whole lot. So I've chunked it down. Um, but if you want to read the whole thing, just jump onto iTunes USA and you can read it. So it's a five-star review titled, Keep Your Lovely Spirits Twinkling with Zest and Spunk and Grace and Kindness. It says, I've been listening to your podcast back to back to back. I have autism. I see a picture scape of how I feel before I can put it into words. When I hear you two, I see a quilt with sensual starbursts that radiate outward in long arrowhead diamond shapes. Your back and forth creates a sound colour scape that reflects the quilt's pattern in an interweaving of your voices. One voice has a distinct sound or colour of bubble and zest and it plays hopscotch with the other voice which has a tendency towards one of the more mellifluous flowing tones of one's voice. I listen to many episodes multiple times and as I have you for company, casting a life of clarity and useful work. How beautiful is that? Spark bright eyes. You have you're a poet and a you, wordsmith. Oh, 
What just incredible, a beautiful image of us. I know. I we felt seen. Tears. I mean, it's beautiful. I am in tears. It's beautiful. I did have to um, <laughs> Google what mellifluous means. <laughs> Can you please illuminate all of us who are not wordsmiths? I'm going to read you the exact definition. Okay. On, let me get my phone out. It's a it's a beautiful word. I'm I would like to Are you gonna use it in every in your next everyday sentence? I would quite sentence? like to. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful image. What a be- beautiful, beautiful oh my goodness, thank you. Mellifluous. A sound that is pleasingly smooth and musical to hear. Her low mellifluous voice. Mm. How beautiful is that? I wonder if it's me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that one's you. <laughs> And you're the hopscotch playing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's... You're the bubbly one, but I'm the bubbly one. Yeah, we're both bubbly. I know. Now I'm... I'm everything. <laughs> I, just want, I, want, I just want to take you want to all be the everything. good words yeah, you for do. me. All right, all right. <laughs> we hope this episode has been great. Um, for those of you who have listened while you're lying down, while you've got earbuds in, you've got your feet up, while you're on a couch, while you're in hospital, while you're sitting down and someone's cleaning your house or you've got a carer, we see you, we love you. Yes, And we, we will see you all next week. Yes. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.